It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. Greetings program! The computer. An extension of the human intellect. The NCOM 511. Center of the most calculating intelligence on Earth. Programmed by Master Control to survive by all means. Soon, the ultimate tool will become the ultimate enemy. Uh, greetings, program. This is the film with three brains. I am Nerd McBooger Eater in Geeksville. <laughs> <laughs> and this is you know this shot of chicago oh man it's sam in san francisco jesus i can't keep up with that Oof, how the wow. tables have turned yeah yeah what's going on today it's going on my reversal <laughs> maybe we should just say end of line and end the episode now yeah. <laughs> anyway we're talking about tron obviously <laughs> that's usually yeah. where the booger eater goes yeah yeah definitely yeah. um for those who don't know tron is a walt disney pictures film from 1982 um first film to ever use computer generated imagery uh, in any sort of significant manner uh and awesome i love tron i still love it um yeah i just really like this damn movie <laughs> I really enjoy it. Even watching it for the zillionth time, like God damn, this is good. Can you remember when you saw it first? No, I can't. Which is bummer. I wish I could. Cause I, I gotta any... imagine I just like lost my little stupid mind. <laughs> Sam, do you remember? No, I think I was playing the video game before I saw the movie. Hmm. Like I know I saw oh, yeah. it on VHS. Great but... video games too. Like the light cycle game was just fantastic. You know, I was I I found an emulator online to play it, um, but I didn't play it yet before the uh, before we started recording. But I just found it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this as soon as we're done. I, so I hope there's a short episode. <laughs> Once again, maybe we should just stop. <laughs> Everybody, stop. Go play um, Tron. Yeah. No, I loved it as a video game. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. have a very specific memory of seeing yeah? it the first time. Yeah. Was it in a theater? Nope. Huh. It was in a very unlikely place. It was at school. Really? Yes. What? I, uh, my best guess, it was 1986. Mm -hmm. So it was, I didn't see it when it came out. Um, when it came out, I mean, I think we, you know, we lived briefly before I, before I moved to Bristol, we, we lived in the middle of nowhere. I had no TV for like a year, hmm. which was probably good for me as a person, but I hated <laughs> it, of course. <laughs> So yeah, I, I missed a lot of stuff, a lot of pop culture stuff for a couple of years. But anyway, anyway, so we were in Mrs. McCarowitz's room. So that hmm. would have been sixth maybe grade. sixth grade. Yeah. Uh, I just remember like being in that room and they had a TV set up and I had no idea what we were going to watch. And the movie starts and I was like, oh, this seems pretty good. And then as soon as he gets hit with the laser, I was like, what is this? <laughs> and I was just, I was just utterly fascinated. You know, I mean, you guys know that when... <laughs> 
Uh, I still, to this day, like when I, when I watch something I'm really into, I can't eat, I can't speak, <laughs> I can't function as a human being. I just, so I'm that like, persists, huh? Yeah, not as bad. I, but, I do remember that. But Amy is like, you're a slow eater, when we're, especially when we're watching something. She's like, you eat so slowly. I'm like, yeah, I do that. <laughs> if we ever do Solar Babies, well, I think that was the, the oh. sandwich that, I, that sat there for like two hours. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, I watched Tron and I, and I was just like, I was just amazed that I'd never seen that movie before. And I was just utterly enthralled because it's, um, like a year ago, somebody who actually, uh, wrote us said something you know, like, what's your, what's your deal, Sean? And, and I never had a good answer for that. The best I can come up with is this, you know, this is the kind of movie where it's, there's some world building, it's an adventure and it's sort of a self-contained universe. I mean, it, there's something about like exploring a new world and not, you know, like there's a lot of sci-fi where you, you explore the world, but it's really not about the world. It's about how humans interact with it, mm-hmm. with it. This is about, you know, some, you know, if you have to, if you can suspend your belief a little bit um, to think that we can go inside a computer and walk around and kind of look like humans still. And it's, it's, it's a bit of a stretch, but if you, but if you buy in, if you buy into it from the start, it's worth the trip. It's worth, you know, like going on this journey with Tron and, and Clue and, and not Clue, but Flynn. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a lot of fun. So I, I think there's something about a good story with, you know, very unusual um, visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could tell at the time you watched, when when I watched, I was, I, it's in 86, it was still groundbreaking, to, you know, as far as sure. I know. Mm-hmm. I still really like the visuals. I, 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 thought, I thought the way they do it is really cool. I mean, sure, it has kind of a little bit of an older feel, but I like like the way it is. It's not it's not flawed. It, I mean, right. some of it looks I don't know. I want to I want to say cartoony, but at the same time, it like whatever it is, it's consistent enough through the whole movie that it works for me. Yeah, like it, and and you can also sort of you know you can I don't look at it even watching it now as dated at all because in 1982 computers were primitive as shit <laughs> right you know it's like the difference between pong and you know uh like grand theft auto or whatever the hell you know the latest yeah. video games are you know look at the difference between those two <laughs> yeah right. it's huge so yeah one of yeah. those one of those um computers they used to to create some of the imagery was you know had a had memory of two megabytes right <laughs> right that's nothing <laughs> Just less than a, you know, yeah, it's like a floppy disk. Uh, well, I, ma- floppy I mean, disk. nobody knows the, what that the is. The iMac I'm on right now has 64 gigs of memory. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The whole the whole computer had like 220 some megabits, yeah. megabytes. I mean, yeah. just nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, to create that much stuff is pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's only what 15, 20 minutes of actual CGI, or right. you know. But well, they, that's yeah, yeah. It's, it's integrated pretty well. Well, you're saying 100 percent CGI, right? Uh, like yeah. the, there's very little of it is 100. percent The rest of it is like the optics and you know filming and refilming over and over and layering yeah. it. If I had to pick one scene, not scene, but one shot that was that seemed like kind of you know mm-hmm. cartoonish is it's the grid bugs when they pop sure. up. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you look that at it looks like, like a oh, Disney film. Yeah. Right. Yep. Looks like hand drawn animation. The... It probably is. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. It probably think is hand drawn animation. 
I mean, they don't really do anything. Yeah. It's like the grid bugs had a much bigger role in the video game. Yeah. PC disconnected. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a computer talking to you right now? Yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> do, do I need to give a synopsis, do you think? Do we need a synopsis of Tron? Of course. Listeners, what do you think? All right. Uh, Tron. All right. So Jeff Bridges plays a software engineer uh, who also owns an arcade who was ousted from a big corporation at some point in the not too distant past and the um big wig in charge stole video games he invented and became very successful off of it and so he he has a program uh called clue he's trying to search out this data that can you know prove he created these things and um the master control program is the big bad guy in the computer and the company that he used to work for he breaks in he's at a terminal and they have a laser just happen to Luckily, have a laser. <laughs> That's well, sort that of was what she was working on. Yeah, aimed right at the terminal. Aimed right <laughs> at the terminal. <laughs> that right. part was lucky. Yeah, um, and he gets basically deconstructed and put into a computer world. And there he meets Tron, who is uh, his real-world friend's computer program, who's there as a security program, and blah blah blah. And they band together to take down Master Control Program because he's created this sort of like dick you know, this like dictatorship in the computer world where programs are like people and there's a religious persecution going on because people who believe in quote unquote users are being, um, de-rezzed. Mm -hmm. Um, they, you know, they beat the bad guy and Jeff Bridges escapes back into the real world. Nice. With like the littlest piece of paper to prove that he made those video games. (laughs) (laughs) No, with the least amount of information ever. Yes. It just says like, verified yes printed in dot matrix that's it that's all you needed that's all i needed (laughs) Hmm. anyway you know light cycles are awesome the discs are awesome (laughs) yeah when you were they as someone said uh no scratch all that the he's a he's a programmer that made these games Mm -hmm. and when he he plops into this universe he's like he's like no sweat i play better video games better than anybody Mm mm-hmm and he's confident because he made some of these games, but I think that more effective than that is the way he can actually interact with stuff in that universe because he's a user, you know, yeah. which they consider like gods. Mm-hmm. And uh, the religious stuff, I like that too. I like how that yeah. it's thrown into the the real world too. You know how he, um, what's uh, what's our double ups name? We have a lot of double ups, but. You mean Peter Dillinger? The, Dillinger, yeah. The oh David Warner, he's in tight David ends. Warner. And oh, not only that, and <laughs> we just saw him with a man and two brains. Man and two brains. Oh yeah. Um, so when he he start he brings up um, ah, sorry I'm terrible at doing names right now. Um, he brings the old guy that was the start of the company. He brings him in and says, you know, we've been you've been cut off from level seven access and um. He says, you know, like, I will not get in, drawn into another religious debate with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little forced. Like, what religion? Well, how'd you bring that up? But that ties into the computer yeah. world because in the com- in the computer, they are systematically weeding out people that believe, that actually believe they are users, you know, even yeah. though it seems pretty obvious. Yeah. And so one, when one comes down into their world, they're like, oh, you're what? You're a user. This can't be. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's it's effective without being heavy-handed. You know what I mean? They they reference it, but they don't go. They don't 
or yeah. like you know like when he uh when tron puts his disc and goes up to alan his user there's a you know there's a light kind of like god or something but it's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's you know it's expected it's not yeah overly yeah i don't know it's, I, it's I just done, like the it's way done it's done well yeah i i sort of forgot watching it again i sort of forgot i made a note that I had forgotten about the sort of the religious persecution aspect of the game world. Um, I didn't forget about users and him being a user and them being in awe and everything. I just sort of, I forgot the sort of the fine print of it. You know, I forgot mm-hmm. that it was a literal like religious persecution, which I like. It's great. Yeah, it works. Yeah. It like puts the, it on that level. So. Yeah. I like the opening shot that is like computer circuitry and stuff, but then as you pull out, it just looks like a, you know, city, mm-hmm. like the lights of a city from above. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. The, um, the, the opening of it and, um, some of the music at times reminded me very much of time bandits. Oh yeah. The way Tron, the, the title comes on reminds me a lot of how the, the, um, the time portals and the opening of time bandits kind of come out onto the screen and turn into letters. And then mm-hmm. especially the, um, the music during the solar sail scene. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, sounds dun, just dun, like dun, 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 yeah. It's, it sounded a lot like the Time Bandits theme. Um, yeah. Speaking of Solar Sail, did you guys see the the Mickey Mouse? I didn't head? catch it this time, but I know it's there. I've yeah, seen it I for, I didn't know that. I didn't actually didn't know that was there. I just saw it and went, oh, look at that!" And I'd never seen it before and didn't read about it. Or I didn't know it was going to be. Oh, nice! You actually caught the Easter egg without yeah. knowing about the Easter egg. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Sam, how about the other one? Right up your the alley. The other one. Oh, the Pac-Man Easter yeah. egg? Yeah, uh-huh. That was pretty obvious, though. I missed that one, actually. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, I know about it, but I missed it. <laughs> they oh, accentuate huh. with the noise, too. This. Well, the, well the, they also have the Pac-Man noise in the in the arcade. In the arcade, but yeah. But then, yeah, when they're looking at the other thing, there's the Pac-Man. I, yeah. yeah, I was definitely looking in the in the arcade. I was looking at all the old games. It's like, oh, there's Rally X, and yeah. you know, I hadn't thought about that game in ages, and you know, so many others. But that Rally X used to be at the Pizza Hut, I think, in Kenosha. <laughs> For example. <laughs> and the light cycle still looked badass. That's still my yep. favorite part. Yep. It's such a cool concept. It's, yeah. it, it, it's my chief gripe, gripe with Tron Legacy is that they ruined light cycles. Uh, they ruined a lot of stuff, but... I yeah. know. They ruined a bunch of shit, but the light cycles, like... The thing I liked most, and the in the and the detail I liked most about them, they removed, which mm. was the ninety degree turns. Yeah, yeah, it's a grid. Like, I mean, that's yeah. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. That was annoying. Yeah, that is weird. I thought they ruined the. Well, so when he he gets hit with the laser, he gets digitized, mm-hmm. and then there's that trippy visual of him mm-hmm. going into the computer. You know, which looks kind of hokey by today's standards, sure. but it's pretty cool. But it's like a, it's the way you're drawn into the whole thing. You're like, oh, okay, we're going into, you, you know, you you feel that. And in Trong Legacy, they decided to instead focus on him getting girded up for battle, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, right. he gets dropped. By the fembots. By the fembots and that, you know, <laughs> it's, like, he has no time to like experience the transition. Like he just, yeah. you know. Right. Okay, I'm in here now. Yeah, wherever he is. And, you know, he also, I mean, when he is there, he's he's in 
for whatever reason, he's in a digital version of his dad's office and arcade. Right. Like, why would that be there? Why would that be there? They, there's nothing from the original film to establish a, a, any sort of, uh, you know, connection that literal right. or direct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there never is again in Tron Legacy. It's just like someone had, oh, it wouldn't be cool if he, like, he doesn't know he's there because it looks exactly the same. All right, right. I guess. But you're not going to explain it in any way. Right. So he didn't <sighs> actually feel the <laughs> the experience of being digitized. I mean, sure, right. certainly he felt that. Like, in the original, he, <laughs> he, he, he's been there for, a, you know, well, millisecond or whatever it is, like a second. Mm-hmm. And then he's like... It's not happening. It only thinks it's happening. So he, he like <laughs> calls himself it, mm-hmm. you know, like he, like he, it's, it's very much like a dream. Like you would be yeah. confused in a dream. Mm-hmm. Like all that stuff is really, you know, t- well done in the, in the first one. And they just, they just threw that stuff out. Yeah. Tron legacy is like, it, like the computer world looks amazing to me. Like the, even the, like the opening logo of, of the, of um, the Walt Disney logo you know that looks like oh yeah i like cool i like god damn this is the best part of the whole fucking movie (laughs) it looks so cool and everything inside looks great and it should look great we were just talking about the difference between then and now computers and technology it should look great but holy Mm -hmm. shit they couldn't come up with a better fucking story and then cgi (laughs) uh you know young jeff bridges just terrible yeah that's just early days this is what 2010 yeah, that's that, one of the first ones I can remember where yeah. they, they took the actor and then they put, you know, put the CGI face right over that. And it was a really early attempt because yeah. it's bad. It's bad. It's, it's very really bad. bad. You know, and, and they do it before they, I even get to the computer world. They do it yeah. in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. Which is really fucked up. I guess that was because it was supposed to be, that was a, that was actually from the eighties when he's a yeah. kid. Right. Yeah. 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 But still like you could have, we could have just saw the back of his head. We wouldn't have to. Yeah, we would have figured out it was him. Yeah, I don't know. Rough. If I had to summarize, I'd say the second one is style over substance. Oh yeah, totally. You know, it's great music by Daft Punk. It's sure it's very cool. Olivia Wilde is good in it. You know, like yeah. there's a lot of things to like about it. It just none of those things have anything to do with the first one. The whole <laughs> Jinx agrees. That's right. Get mad. Man. Jinx is like Tron Legacy. Stupid. <laughs> Yeah, the story's rough. I mean, there's elements that I like. You know, the idea that somehow computer programs could maybe come out into our world, like, take over. Like, there's something there that's interesting. Mm-hmm. All that weird shit about ISOs and a new life form. It's like, they're all they're all already <laughs> a new life form. I love that the explanation is, it's bio-digital jazz. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. And making yeah. Jeff Bridges okay. the dude was so odd. It's so, it's such a weird choice. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, currently he looks more like the dude than he looked like Kevin Flynn, but yeah, I mean, why make, why make his whole persona change? Yeah. You know, from this quick-witted programmer, hotshot programmer to uh, the dude. I mean, what, yeah, what, what made him be all far out, you know, like what, what changed him in the computer world that yeah he's been in all this time? They also, they, they, they figured out a way to make that computer world feel very small. Yeah, that's you know, right. It just it felt so small for some reason. It didn't feel small in the original. All right, so just so everyone knows, we are tearing Tron Legacy, the, <laughs> the 26 years later sequel, or roughly 26 years. Yeah. Uh, 
not the original Tron. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's because yeah. of our love of the original Tron that we must tear Tron Legacy to shreds. Must tear. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. It, you, it's. I saw Tron Just Legacy in the, new. in the theater. Yeah. And Me too. I, I did I was too. excited. Me yeah, too. Right? So we all had yeah. that excitement of like, okay, this could be really good. I mean, look at the pre the trailers look great, you know. Mm-hmm. It's got all this stuff in it. And then it was just so underwhelming for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, we all saw the Star Wars 1, 2, and 3 in the theater, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it suffered great disappointment. Yeah. I think that, yeah. the, the, if anything, our, 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 you know, podcast here just shows the triumph of the human spirit to remain optimistic when Hollywood keeps... Does she know crap for her 20 year later sequels? Yeah. <laughs> like we keep falling into it every time. We're like, this is going to be great. <laughs> they I just, do it again. They're like, I just, and then they do it. They're like, Hey, they're remaking Batman. All right. Great. <laughs> how can they, how can that go wrong? Right. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it helps to have a short memory. I mean, I when right before we, we, you know, started this episode, I was just poking around online and I'm like, I see that Tron three is in development. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Hopefully they learn from their last uh, mistake. Yeah. They're like, you know, there I is would, something I there. Hope. I hope. I mean, there, the thing about it though, is going back to what Sean was saying is that Tron has the element of discovery that yeah. you are discovering right. the new world. Mm-hmm. And once you've discovered that world, like most first movies, it's you. You're gonna have to take it a step up to yeah. to have a a better plot or something new, you know. Otherwise, because you've already discovered the world, we already know how Tron works. We already know yeah. how that world works. We need to know what new angles can you can you find in it. You know, mm-hmm. what new things about it can you figure? Can you tell us or discover? Um, you know, and that's 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 where they have to go because they're not gonna invent something new. Yeah, yeah. Because if you break the rules of that world, then we're like, "What? That, that was never a rule. You can't be like, you know, that doesn't work either." So mm-hmm. you actually have to write a good story, Hollywood. Yeah. I think Tron Legacy has, you know, a nice focus on the athletics of it. You know, like their game, mm-hmm. their athletes in this game, and you know, like how there's a lot of there's a lot more flipping, there's a lot more action. Yeah, you know, there's extreme sports i don't, sports, think, that, I don't think that's a good thing well not necessarily yeah, but i but i mean like that weird flipping if they could have if that could have been icing on the cake rather than like the cake mm-hmm. i would have been okay with it you know it yeah. would have been it would have made sense or it would have helped in some way but yeah like you said it was it's so small because they're the game grid is just you know a quick buggy ride to to where um the dude lives <coughs> yeah you know yeah. like you can see it you can see it. Porch. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. Yeah, and then in the original, they have to build a simulation just to get from the game domain to the right. MCP, so. Right. And, and like, in Legacy all these has all these weird little details, like, why are there clouds? You know? Or mm. they have dinner. Well, what are they eating? Why yep. are they eating? It's like a suckling pig on the table. I'm like, what yeah, the hell is where that? did that come from? And, and why? No one's eating it. They're not really like physical beings in the sense of the word. Like, I don't. It, 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 it just, right? 
It's like I think of the, I think of the Matrix where they're they're in there like in the first movie where they're they're fighting and he's like, do you think your muscles have anything to do with speed in here? Do you think that's air you're breathing? Right. You know that's it. Isn't that? I feel like that holds true for Tron too. Yep. <laughs> right. Should. But there's they're eating something. Like I understand you drink when the you know in the first one they drink from that um, because it's like energy. Right. Yeah. You know, like that, that recharging more battery. like. Right, like the Transformers, you know, like they yeah. have this, you know, going back to the original Transformers. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is their energy. They glow when they drink it, mm-hmm. you know. Like if they're going to sit down to dinner, shouldn't they just have a cup of that shit? Right. <laughs> and then the kid could be like, what's this? And Jeff Bridges like, it's dinner, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah. So disappointing. <laughs> so there's... um. Yeah. What about the original? I was just gonna say about the original rules. It does rule. I, it rules for a lot of reasons. I've watched. I didn't watch it a lot, and then I watched it. You know, t- 10, 15 years ago, I got another copy of it, and, and you know, I was marveling at the time. I mean, it's it's not perfect from a from a technical point of view. Of course, most of the stuff they talk about hadn't been invented yet. So I mean, right. you know, when they they the use of a domain that was that was just starting to be used the mm-hmm. um you know the one their one guy is ram yeah um it, you know which always tickled me because you know random access memory is temporary when you when you shut off your computer you lose it yeah and of course ram doesn't make it because <laughs> he's temporary <laughs> yeah you know there's there's these little touches that 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 rang true and i know they had a consultant uh alan k uh who actually i think got married to the right the writer what's her name bonnie mcbird mcbird McBird, yeah. So they, you know, but they were wise to like, to try to look into the future, yeah. you know, give us a version of it. Yeah. It's not gonna be perfect. How could it be? But you know, they, it, it's, it's, it felt the touches were like, they felt real mm-hmm. and they yeah. still feel real, you know, even knowing how, I mean, it's like, if you look at Wreck-It Ralph, which I also, I like that movie too. Yeah. I do too. But I mean, their, their, um, their system is to, you know, break, make the rules of the game, the game itself. So you go from out of the game, you go down the the power outlet, you go into a, you know, and eventually it gets into the internet with the sequel, whatever. But, but you know, making those rules make sense and kind of work. I mean, enough so that we know that like we're tra- we're traveling from game to game, and we we can't reset. You know, there's certain rules that they create, and 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 they follow them. And you know, that's that's how that's how Tron seemed to me. It seemed like, yeah, I. I I don't know how they could get, <laughs> I mean, if you, if you break it down, there's no way that Sark could get into the arcade and play a, you you know, in the, in the beginning, it's like the, the light cycle start and it's just some random kid playing against Sark. Mm-hmm. You, remember, you remember that? I yeah. mean, we can, we can assume we will probably, you know, if you want to try to peel the layers back, you can say, well, that's a version of Sark. It couldn't be the same one. It's in the mainframe because how could he be in that one? You know what I mean? You'd like, mm-hmm. You, you can you can get lost in that, but again, you have to just sort of go with it, and then it ultimately pays off. I don't think you yeah you know I mean some people didn't like it. Some people Fools. bagged it on like <laughs> like oh it's a great technical achievement, but the story was the plot didn't work, and the, you know it's like well is that what you didn't like about it? I mean, or it didn't have enough heart, or I mean what I remember the. When I remember being invested in it is is right the first game he goes and plays this accounting guy 
mm-hmm. accounting program, who's also there against his will. And they play that JLI type game with the yeah. shooting, the, swinging the, the things on their hands. And, and I remember the first time I thought, saw it thinking, oh shit, somebody's about to die. Yeah. You know, like the stakes are, are clear from the, from the get go. Like you're, you're just blasted to bits. You're done. Yeah. Oh. So, if, you know, <laughs> if that's not enough for people, that's, I don't know what you're looking for. Blast into bits. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I, I like that um, too. I like, yeah, I was just going to say, I like that uh, when uh, Jeff Bridges first meets the bit, he's like, yes. No, he goes, oh, you're a bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that you're saying is, you know, now that, now that we're older and technology has developed and we actually have learned what some of these things mean, it's fun to go back and watch it and be like, oh, yeah, like I wouldn't have thought, realized back at the age of eight or ten, like what a bit is. Like it just, yeah. like, I had no idea, you mm-hmm. know, so then to see it, and you're like, oh, okay, so this is this little dodecahedron is a no or a yes, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um it, it, yeah, those little those little touches are, are nice. It makes makes it fun to go back and watch it. You know, this many years later to just see these little little uh, you know that they were using trying to use technology in a way that it could make sense as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Given that, mm-hmm. I will go back to what Sean was saying about some of the criticisms is that that is your is your going. You know, he's the Jeff Jeff Bridges is on is is kind of on a mission and but the interesting thing is is that he's not totally the hero he is the right. hero but it's it's it, to me it's interesting like if people were looking for that like hey this one guy is solves everything no it's like you really you know it's no he's got tron actually yeah is mm-hmm. is the main thing like he's he helps in in a huge way but i thought it was interesting it's like hey this main character that you're watching who gets pulled into the game is actually working with the thing that's supposed to be the hero right you know once charm gets in there then that mm-hmm. just cool right and one of the one of the other things that i think the movie could have explained not that it takes away from it at all is is why some of the the entities inside the computer um look like the people who are outside the computer mm-hmm. and you know the 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 backstory on that is 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 that the master control program has personal information just like we all have personal information on our computers and out on the web like it, it has personal information of all of us so it, it essentially inside inside of itself has likenesses of us mm-hmm. so i thought that was a cool uh you know cool idea that they they could have you know expanded on just a little bit more sure but, but at least they had an idea behind it yeah. yeah, no, it's, which is cool, and, yeah. uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I think it, they, there was an opportunity there because he has a little bit of confusion of looking at the woman who's like, what, you know, you know like, who yeah. are you, <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, yeah, we should mention that Lori is important too, like she, she has to help with the, the solar sailor, you know, her knowledge of the system is what gets them, I mean, mm-hmm. tr- you know, all of them have a part to play really, and, yeah, yeah. which is cool, and the tower guard, what's his, you know, the, yeah. The old guy. Dumon. Dumon. Yeah. Which is on the side that I don't know if this means anything, but that name Dumon is on the side of his uh quote unquote apartment in Tron Legacy. I don't know if you guys oh, I missed when that. he 
in the after he does, base jumps off the building and he ends he gets out of jail he goes home to his apartment it's like a warehouse and on the side it says Dumont oh, and yeah. while we're on him he is the grandpa in the Lost Boys oh yeah yes which we just saw <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was uncalled for I just love it <laughs> way he talks yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. you know, and that's that and that's that just reminded me of one of the other things. What one of the reasons Tron works so well is that Jeff Bridges is a software engineer who's also a fucking video game pro. Right. You know, it's like it's like um, what's his name in Jurassic Park where he's like, well, who better to get the kids through a dinosaur park than a paleontologist? Right. And so <laughs> that, you know, he's like, he's, he's the perfect hero or adjunct hero for that film. But his son is just a dipshit on a motorcycle. Like I have a hard time believing the scenes where he triumphs over, you know, the bad guys, whether it's with a disc or even the, you know, the, 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 the light cycle you can get behind, but it would have been great if he was failing at all the other ones and just survived through luck or whatever. And then finally on the light cycles, he, he like shines, but. No, he's right. just automatically great at all that shit because what he's he's fucking base jumped off a skyscraper. I mean, come on. <laughs> he doesn't, you know. They don't talk about any sort of computer based. I mean, I guess they do. He, they say something about MIT or something, right? I guess. I, so. I mean, he's he releases the products. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, that's he true. Sabotages yeah. his own and he, company yeah, and right. stuff, but and he hacks through the door, the same door. Right, right, right. It's okay, so he does movie. have some skills in that regard. But they don't use that when he gets into the computer world. Right. He offers nothing. Right. Except like standard sort of action hero tropes, which don't make any sense. Because really, he's just a handsome nerd. Yeah. Whatever. That's usually how people describe me. Yeah. Really, you're just a handsome nerd. I'm like, (laughs) I'm not that nerdy. And then they're like, you're not that handsome. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i think this is i mean in modern times it's it's really hard not to sexualize things but i think it was kind of egregious you know we talked about the fembots that show up and Mm -hmm. suit them up but it the only mention in the first one is like two seconds of like sort of a brothel there's like a little like pink neon and there's two ladies sitting there and Mm -hmm. he just walks by and goes hmm (laughs) <laughs> he keeps walking that's it yeah that's the whole like you know he, he walks through town and that's you know they don't get into it they don't need to i don't know it just it's just i guess again it's style they want it, everything to look cool contoured and whatnot i don't know just felt i felt like yeah there was it was lacking a maturity somehow yeah i don't know Wait, yeah. are you think are you thinking that they might make movies about being sucked into video games for young boys? <laughs> well, is, <laughs> is that what you're getting at? That they, they might be targeting like pubescent teenagers as their key audience instead of sophisticated adults. All I'm saying is, I when I was at what, I saw Tron at like 12 or something, you know, when I was starting to be interested in girls, but I didn't think about the love story at all. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, it is important. Like, like he, <laughs> he kisses, uh, Lori before he jumps into the beam, you know, which is Tron's girlfriend, which also hasn't really been explained, but then she kisses Tron and he's like, Oh, that was nice. You know, like <laughs> she, yeah. they, he, they, 
he t- he brought them kissing. He brought kissing to the world, you know. Like <laughs> it's kind of sweet. It's not like important. Yeah. Or I mean, it's kind of important, but not really. No. And the idea that he jumps into the beam itself is is like, I mean, sorry if you haven't seen it. Please go watch Tron first. But that you know the sacrifice that he the he's so willing to jump into things not knowing how it's going to work out. Like that's just kind <laughs> yeah. of his thing. And so he literally does that. He jumps into this thing, not knowing if it's, what's going to happen, but just believing, you know, something good will, will work out. That's, uh, yeah, that's his boldness. Yeah. I think, uh, one of the little things that, that, uh, switching the subject here, but it just popped in my head was, you know, the idea that he is, um, you know, the sole programmer for these five video games that were stolen to make NCOM the biggest video game, you know, mm-hmm. company ever. And, um, you know, at the time, that that was true. You know, like one person made yep. Pac-Man. You know, one, you know one, one person made a lot of these things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person, unfortunately, made E.T., you know, for the, the, the Atari... Uh, you know, <laughs> failure. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's pretty pretty neat to th- to think of because that that's something that that nowadays you know you you've you mentioned you know Grand Theft Auto where where the the credits on that are just as long as any movie credit. Um, mm. You know, with a zillion people all participating to to create it. Um, you know, my my my. Uh, one of my colleagues' daughters, her her job is to to just write dialogue for for giant video games. Hmm. So so you know, like they make a Game of Thrones video game. She's going to make sure every person is speaking the way you know hmm. writes yeah. dialogue for it, and that their their characters are true. You know, and, and so it's like you know these these things didn't exist obviously back in the early 1980s as you know as a concept. So it's. Um, you know, kind of reminded me of like, boy, that you you could do it then. I mean, and things still do happen. You know, we just we just witnessed, uh, uh, you know, one guy creating Wordle and having it, <laughs> you know, become a huge success with just its simplicity. Um, but but that's really few and far between. Whereas back then, someone really could make five games, um, and mm-hmm. and you know, the the threat of having them stolen was was real. You know. So anyway, I thought I thought that was like for the younger audience who wants to go back in time and know what it was like back then. That's what it was like. Of course, now they the younger audience is like, yeah, we learned how to program, you know, simple games in, in ninth grade, you know, yeah. um, which which we didn't we get to learn logo. Basic. Which nobody knows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basics still exist. Still there. I mean, I was thinking about. You know, all the there's like 560 some people that that helped, you know, do just the sort of well, I want to say animation, but that doesn't cover it. It's like because they had to sell animation, they had, you know, a bunch of styrofoam that was pa- with paint on it. Um, jump in here if you guys know any any of these facts, but I mean, like it was shot basically in, in black and white. I think most of it. It was, yeah. And then you know, painstakingly added. The color mm-hmm. frame by frame. I mean, it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. And it took all these and, people, but somehow that vision wasn't diluted. Yeah. And they didn't really know how it was going to turn out either. It was all theoretical because no one had done it like this before. Yeah. Yeah. It was very brave and bold. Like, 
Sure. Like Flynn. I mean, and the fact that Disney, of all people, picked it up after a lot of other big studios uh, passed on it is interesting because of, I mean, we've done other Disney stuff, but this is really, um, I think John Lasseter says, like, without without Tron, you don't have um, Finding Nemo. Or not, what does he say? Something, you know. Pixar. Pixar. So you don't have Pixar at all. Yeah. So... And Disney obviously learned that lesson because they bought Pixar. They're like, yep, you guys did it great, so let us have it. Yeah. But, I mean, Disney seemed to be struggling to find its its way during those times. I mean, yeah. did you guys notice that they they moved it up? They moved the release up. I mean, it, it did well, but it, they were expecting it to do much better. Yeah. And the reason they moved it up was because of Secret of Nim. Yeah, Don Bluth was, you know, he went rogue and yeah. did his thing, and so they were. It was supposed to be December, and they moved it all the way back to the summer, and so it was going against like ET and all these big blockbuster movies, and wasn't doing particularly well. But they were worried about <laughs> the secret of Nim. I mean, that's kind of a weird thing to <laughs> to think about. Like, okay, not yeah. That that audience doesn't overlap the way it overlapped with you know, because ended up you know Blade Runner and. E.T. I think that those are a lot harder to go up against. Yeah, they should have been worried about Blade Runner, but again, not a not a commercial hit, more of a cult thing. And I guess so. Yeah, I think that's the thing about um, you know you're mentioning Pixar in in for people who are like, wait, how could it not? You know, how could there not be Pixar if there was no Tron? Is that a lot of people don't realize that Pixar started in 1986? Yeah, um, which is a lot many years before before toy story and yeah. many many years before all their recent great hits and being bought by disney um so it is it is kind of interesting that 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 john lasseter gives gives credit you know such credit to tron um and then we talk about all this work and 500 you know almost 60 people doing the animation you realize like the budget for this movie was still only 17 million bucks like <laughs> like they did an awful lot of people doing an awful lot of work for not much money and obviously there's inflation to that uh, i don't know what 17 million in 1982 is but versus today but um pretty impressive yeah yeah I uh, speaking of impressive, I I have to give a shout out to Wendy Carlos doing the music, um, which I did not realize until I looked it up that Wendy Carlos has done The Shining and Clockwork Orange. Hmm. Yeah. But but then uh, Wendy Carlos was then Walter Carlos. So, um, I think uh, she had sex reassignment in the '60s or something. Anyway, I mean, she, she brought some awareness to the whole thing way before. It was really known or not known, but you know what I mean? It was, it's a big deal. Cause when I, I first was, you know, I was, I, I knew it was Wendy and I know the name Wendy Carlos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went in thinking, oh, well this would be interesting. Cause you don't, there's not a lot of women musicians that get to do a whole film that, you know, yeah, much less a good one that like, I, I think the music is really good in this for some reason. It's something about the, um, I don't know. It just, it just really effective to me. Yeah. But, but I did not know it was a, you know, a trans woman that was behind this and, and much less behind the shining. It's shining. That's pretty different. Yeah. You know, 
but in this one, you know, there was, she was using analog synthesizers, digital synthesizers. And I think this, I think Disney decided to add like the London Philharmonic and stuff because they were worried about her finishing in time and stuff. <laughs> but I like that too. I like, like the strings, you know, there's some places in there. I don't know. It's just, it's just well done. It's kind yeah. of, it's, um, it's, I would imagine it's harder to do something kind of sci-fi that's effective because you have to mil- manipulate them more quickly. I, I mean, this is my take on it. I don't know how, if, how it actually works. Um, like going from disorientation to conflict to, you know, some softer moment. I mean, we know we, you know, we're, we're kind of used to the music kind of pushing everything emotionally uh, scene to scene. You're like, okay, this is a sad scene. We have sad music. This right. isn't, you know, in Tron, it's more like all at once, you know, like things are happening and you know, the music isn't telling you where to go. It's, it's kind of going along with you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, and it ties the music in this ties in well with the, the sound design. Yes. You know, it all works together pretty cohesively. Yeah. Um, Tron Legacy's soundtrack from Daft Punk, I think it's awesome. Very good. But it doesn't work quite as well. It doesn't deviate. Like within a film. Yeah. The way the original soundtrack does. It's really like, good, but Tron it's Tron Legacy like... is one of the very few movie soundtracks I have, like on my phone. Mm-hmm. Then we'll pop up if I'm listening to music off my phone. And I dig it. But in terms of like storytelling and stuff, the original for me just works better. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Tron Legacy is just—it's just building to a fight. It's like mm-hmm. building tension, building tension, and then it's like, ah, okay, a fight, you know, mm-hmm. and then and then it goes back to building tension, you know. Right. It's kind of one note. Not that. Yeah. I mean, I that's the know. thing about—I think that's the thing about the the biggest failure of Tron Legacy is it's it has individual parts that work, but it never comes together as a cohesive whole. Yeah. You know, music included. Like listening to the music while I'm mowing the lawn—it's awesome. I love it, but. While you're watching the film, you're like, okay, that's nice. That's, I like this. All right, cool. But what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's just not, it's not elevating it. Right. All right. So we, I mean, we got to be, I mean, we all, we all love this movie, right? But we, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we weren't a little critical. Sure. <laughs> um, anything that stands out like is something that you really... Nothing. It's perfect. <laughs> I agree with his criticism. <laughs> it's too good. It's too good. Yes. That's it's my criticism. Good. Its biggest weakness is it has no weakness. <laughs> yeah, I think we we mentioned that like the the single printout of the sheet of paper yeah. that it was all, that's a little hokey. But yeah. I love how fast he comes back. You know, because when you're you're watching it and the in the computer things start wrapping up. And then he, and then you go back through the visuals to get back out. You know, he comes right back to the laser, shoots him back out. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Dillinger reads the the same, you know, the end of line, the thing. He knows he's mm-hmm. sunk. He just sits. That uh, takes like ten seconds. And then, um, then the helicopter comes, and he and we find out he's the new boss. And it, and it wraps up so neatly and quickly, but without like, and and it ends with the last the last line is greetings programs. So it's him, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. I just, it just, I can't think of a better, better way to finish that up, to wrap that up. I think that's just a really good way to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any movie that would have to 
tie it in. Oh, I know. I got a criticism. The MCP is about to take over the world, basically. And I guess this may not criticism. It's just sort of a question marks. You know, like, does, does anyone know what other than Dillinger? Does anyone know what, what's about to happen? Yeah, the threat. You're right. The threat of what it could do is not shared. Like it, it, the only the audience knows the potential threat. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's better that way. Because yeah, he's talking about the Kremlin and the Pentagon and stuff, and and right. Dillinger. It's is almost frightened. like he's going to play war games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And which makes it which was just after that war games is what eighty three or something. Yeah. Which is is um, it kind of. You know, if you're going to have that threat, then that's reason enough to to win. And, you know, like because you, you have you have your main character who's on the crusade to just prove that he had some games stolen. And he's just coincidentally stopping the computer from taking over the world. So, yeah, right. you can there's there's stuff you can poke, you True. know, poke at. But also, like, how come nobody cares? No one really seems to care or recognize that they invented teleportation. <laughs> just like what you working on Ooh, a laser and watch me deconstruct this orange and reconstruct it and he's like cool man dude it's <laughs> a big fucking deal yes. can it send me to hawaii yeah, yeah. and then yeah, tron legacy him. comes along and it's you know 30 years later and apparently they never developed that technology past <laughs> the, right. the one use that one time right well they, they the did, company's like but... nah <laughs> Well, slightly later, they did change it into just two smaller pods, but then a fly got in one of the pods. <laughs> oh, God. And, right. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, this is just too risky. Yeah. You know, you get shut sucked in down. the computer and die yeah. playing a game, or you get turned into a fly. Yeah. Um, nice. There was a little bit of trivia that I, I that we kind of missed, that, that, the, that the Motion Picture Academy refused to nominate Tron for yeah. a special effects award. That's crazy. Because they thought they... <laughs> The, the way the way the director put it is that they, the Academy thought we cheated by using computers, was his quote, yep. which is just <laughs> insane, like, to think of these days. Yeah. Yeah. It goes to show how time changes. Yep. I guess, when's the last time someone won a special effects award that, award that didn't have any CGI? Oh. Hmm. Exactly. 1982. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well... You uh, mentioned the fly. I think that was one of them. Uh, the, um, it's all practical effects. Yeah. The other thing is that Disney considered the movie a financial disappointment, despite it making, you know, a budget of seventeen million, made thirty-three mm -hmm. million in the theaters in the U.S. and Canada, another seventeen million overseas, another roughly seventeen to twenty million in video sales. And seventy million in wholesale merchandise items. <laughs> it's like, what a dud! <laughs> I know. It's like, geez, they're harsh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they they also they said, you know, this this was a disappointment, and the black hole was a disappointment. They didn't make another live action film. Disney make didn't make another live action film for ten years because of it, mm. and eventually spun it off into. It's why they created Touchstone Pictures. Well, I was gonna say they had Touchstone all throughout the eighties. Yeah, well, this, this is Created. part of the. Yeah, this is why because they yeah. wanted to sort of separate their live action from their cartoons, their animation. How yeah, how did, weird it is to feel like a movie that's that ended up becoming such a cult classic, and 
I mean, this, we don't, a lot, maybe a lot of people don't think of Charn as a cult classic the way you think of, um, you know, some of the, the quirkier films, but, um, you know, for, for the Boston Globe, when they did, you know, ten, roughly 12 years ago, they made a list of the top 20 cult films and Tron made it into, into that list. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, it's, it's, it's weird, you know, like they're like, ah, oh, this is a failure. And here 30 years later, people are like, this is still a great movie. It's a, it's a cult classic. It's like, you know, I don't know. It reminds me of, of when you hear about albums being made and, and the, the the band doesn't know like the the song they almost cut out of the album is going to be their greatest hit. Right. And that's uh, uh just to, yeah, to throw away B side. Yeah. Right. Just a, a total segue, but I love it. Is Peter Gabriel was like was it didn't didn't include in your eyes on his album. His wife was like was like oh no I really like that song you should put on. And he's like all right. And he didn't think anything of it and it became his biggest hit. You know. So it's just I feel like like Disney's like yeah that it was nothing and you know. 30 years later, I can't remember half the Disney movies that came out in the eighties, except this one. I still really enjoy. Yeah. I would like to know if you were, I mean, how, well, I saw it when I was what, 12 or whatever, but if you're a teenager or something, you have to be a young, I think you have to be a younger kid to appreciate this movie. I think like some, some kids might, might, you know, like late teens or, 20s you, you'd be like yeah well it's good but it looks so hokey and oh you're right i mean you could show this to a 10 or 12 year old and it's it's they're gonna they just kind of laugh at it cool no i think 10 or 12 i think they'd like <laughs> it ten, maybe yeah eight. sorry yeah but the i think you're right if you just gave it to a 22 year old they'd be like why are you making me watch this right yeah <laughs> look at bruce boxleitner's glasses they're so ho- stupid what is right you know i don't know what they would that's not a good example but you know <laughs> Maybe that's me. I was like, what's with his glasses? So we have some more double ups. What else we got? Well, I mean, some of these are a little bit uh, in there, but, uh, but one of the guards, Gerald Burns is one of the cops in Beverly Hills cop. Ooh. Uh, another one of the guards is Ted white. He's in roadhouse. He's one of the stuntmen. Hmm. Um, a number of people are in Babylon five. Which, uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to go that, go that way. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I watched the whole series of, of, of Babylon really? 5. Yeah. I've never seen an episode. You know what? You're going to be like, you watch the first episode, you're going to be like, yeah, it's kind of a, a hokey Star Trek ripoff. And then you can watch a few more episodes and you're like, hey, some of these are, are you know, clever. And then you watch a few and you realize, okay, there's a lot of politics, whatever. I don't know. It's it's good. Good enough, I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guy, one of the guys. Uh, the guy Krom, in the first game, right? Crom, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Crom is is one of the main characters, and he's like in probably like a hundred some episodes of of Babylon Five. Um, so, and then a couple of the other people. Yeah, uh, Bruce are, Fox are, Lightner, the guy who yeah. plays Tron. He's he's yeah. in it, right? Yep. He yeah he is. He's um, like the main dude, right? He is, and he's great. Um, yeah, he he's uh, Captain John Sheridan for for the other Babylon five, uh, fans out there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, Oh, I never realized that the guy who played Ram played Billy the kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Bill and, Ted. and Bill and Ted's excellent yeah. adventure. Yeah. Yep. I knew he yep. seemed familiar. I just, I never placed him. Huh? <laughs> That's funny. 
All right. Well, what are we doing next? Yes, alas, we must move on from John. Thank you, John. Um, well, we had just we've just done some sci-fi. We've done two sci-fi in a row, um, and we've done a lot of '80s and '90s. So going back to the '70s. Yeah, '76. Close. '75. Huh. <laughs> um, I don't. I can't give away the actor. I can't give away the director. <laughs> I, I swear. I, I you'll 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 see why. But um. How do I describe this? Okay, well, it's a drama. It's not, obviously, it's not sci-fi related. Um, Does it have Jack Nicholson in it? How did you know that? Yes! <laughs> well, might as well just tell us the movie then, too. <laughs> no, I'm letting it go. Is it one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Yes, it is. <laughs> you guys are no fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good goddamn movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I thought, I've only seen it once, so I thought I'd revisit, and it's old and... We've only done Jack Nicholson. We we haven't done a proper Jack Nicholson movie. We've only done one yeah. crappy one. So true. You're my true, main true. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's on Prime Video and HBO. Yes, Sweet. it's on HBO. I didn't know it was on Prime, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you know, we don't we don't quite have all the all the numbers worked out, but the deal is essentially done that we're going to be picked up by Disney. So I, I will just put in a plug in that it is cool to be able to watch both Tron and Tron Legacy on, on Disney to just be like, and then actually realize you shouldn't have wasted your time on Tron Legacy. And you should right. have just watched Tron twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back to back. So. That's exactly what I did. I watched them back to back, and after it was over, I was like, I should have just watched the first one again. <laughs> so you can get to the end of the first one and just watch it backwards. <laughs> uh, one last thing is that apparently, according to Steven Lisberger, we hadn't really talked about him at oh. all. Um, <laughs> sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. Um, Made a damn good movie. But he says uh, Tron is from Electronic. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense, and I'd never thought about that at all. Yeah. I guess it's also uh, a basic command, but he didn't know that. He didn't know that, right? I believe him. I believe him. (laughs) Why would would he lie? Why would you admit to not knowing something? Like, yeah, I didn't know. (laughs) Right. I'm an an idiot. (laughs) It's kind of interesting how little else he did. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I was just watching, before we started, I was watching... It's called Slipstream, I think. It's got Mark Hamill. Sure, I've seen that. It's got Bill Pax. I knew you'd seen it. Uh, <laughs> it looks right up your alley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got an interesting cast. But it's, you know, it's, I guess it's sci-fi. I don't know. Unremarkable, you, um, I'd say, from what I saw. He, uh, he wrote a movie called Hot Pursuit, um, which I'm pretty sure I've seen, though. I have, I don't have much of it. It has, uh, it's an early, um. Uh, John Cusack movie. Oh, yeah. But the poster looks shockingly like the poster for Almost Famous. <laughs> With the glasses. Like if you just looked at it quickly and look away, you'd be like, oh. That oh, was that the poster for Almost Famous? I don't I, I can't imagine it was intentional, but it's pretty crazy. That's oh, yeah, it is. It's really similar. Anyway. Yeah. That's, that's his bread there. and butter is Tron. I mean, that's that's what he's known for. Yeah. Well, it's good bread and butter to have. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been our best review yet. Easily. I, yeah. I mean, the numbers are already coming in, and I'm seeing it. It's, it's verified. That's if you disagree, opinion. write us at thefilmwithfreebrains at gmail.com. 
Yeah. All spelled out. There's a line. Tell us what's up. <laughs> Tell us we're idiots. We don't care. <laughs> All right. Indeed. That's enough movie buff. I'm out. All right. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> End of line. End of line. <laughs>